0: Welcome to the Stephanie Mitchell Media Podcast. I talk about stuff that's interesting and relatable to me, and maybe you'll find something in what I say that's helpful for you. Keep listening, subscribe, and hopefully I'll share something along the way that you find helpful. I'm Stephanie Mitchell, CEO and founder of Stephanie Mitchell Media. I do graphic design. And here with me today, I have my sister, Mary Shell. Um, So Mary has agreed to talk to us today and share her time. And um, she does lots of super interesting things. I've known Mary for her whole life. Um, yeah. She's going to turn 22 in just a little bit, so uh, that's really exciting. So she can tell us how that feels, um, mm-hmm. and just um, yeah. So introducing my sister Mary Shell. Mary, do you want to tell us a little <laughs> bit more about yourself? <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Um, I, as Jean said, I'm Mary. I will be 22 um, this April, so just here in a couple of days. Um, I currently kind of do a lot of stuff. Um, I, I, I'm, I love to stay busy. I find a lot of stuff to fill my time because I can't release it still very easily because I kind of go crazy. <laughs> um, but I, I'm a lot like you in that way. You, got, you know, you need to be doing something. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I, I like to keep busy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you say that you keep busy, which I know you do. I know that you're busier than probably a lot of people that I know. So um, what is it that keeps you busy? What kind of stuff do you do? Um, a lot of it is uh, my work. Um,
1: I'm currently doing, I started out with this company, um, construction company, doing bookkeeping. And then I moved to st- um, start doing more of the actual construction side. Um And that has been really fun. I've loved learning uh, just, you know, how to to make stuff and build stuff. And um, that has led me to the place I am right now where I learned that I actually love woodworking and finished carpentry. And uh, I'm going to be hopefully here in the near future I don't know how soon, um, starting a business, uh, making and selling cutting boards um, out of live edge, that I mill myself, and I got a little setup going, and that's been really fun, uh, but it, it does take a lot of time.
0: Yeah, so I'm hearing a lot of hands-on types of physical projects that, like you work in construction, but you also do the bookkeeping administrative side how many years of experience do you have with that administrative paperwork side of business? Um, going on three years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you years. like
1: it? I do. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, exercise is a part of your brain. I didn't really realize I liked having exercising because <laughs> um, you gotta, you gotta sit and you gotta think and use your brain. And I, I just feel like so many people today aren't um conditioned to use their brain and they are you know other people think and make decisions for them based on you know whatever goes on in their life but I like crunching numbers sometimes and other times I'm
0: like oh, we gotta do this again <laughs> but <you> know, <laughs> it's it's a good job yeah yeah so you like that administrative you figured out you like that part of your brain that engages, for Mm -hmm. administrative tasks and also you like doing physical labor with construction and woodworking to the point Mm -hmm. where you want to start your own business selling handmade cutting boards yeah
1: yeah I got I think it was in uh, I want to say around the first of the year I got a chainsaw and then I got a small chainsaw mill. Um, if you guys get a chance, look it up. It's really cool. It's just a chainsaw mill. It's uh, It attaches to your chainsaw and you can cut off slabs from logs you have. And it's a little bit more time consuming rather than, you know, a big elaborate three grand dollar, like three grand uh, piece of machinery, but it, it works and it's it's good. And I got a I got a planer um, to, you know, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and I really enjoy it.
0: Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause yeah, I don't have a chainsaw, but <laughs> for those of you that have chainsaws, um, <laughs> Mary's got tips for you. It sounds like, um, I got you. <laughs> so did you teach yourself everything? Did you learn it on your job with construction? Um, so a lot of this um,
1: originally, Stemmed from me wanting to make live edge uh river tables, which is with resin in them and dye. Um, so I started buying a couple of slabs from you know local lumber yards and cutting them down and made um a mold for the live edge to put in and then the resin. And the first one turned out real great, and then second one I didn't turn out great because <laughs> it's a trial and error process. Right. Um, right. And the third one was not great at all. So we've had one success out of three so far. Um, but it, it stemmed from that. And then I started to realize how expensive lumber is and just to buy some beautiful slabs to make tables. Like you can pay up to four to five grand for a decent slab. And then um, my boss that owns a construction company you know, he's, he's got this business brain and he's just constantly thinking of, you know, business adventures and he's great with that. And we, we started talking about it and cause he knew I wanted to do that. And then he was like, well, what if we started milling? And I was like, wait, really? And that would have been really cool, um, you know, to start a business like that. So, we, we started looking into it and then it was just something that I wanted to do. So I went for it, got some stuff, you know, start out small and, um, yeah, he's helped me a lot through all that. And he's great at finished carpentry too. He's like made some really, really beautiful things. Um, so yeah, so he's kind of been my, um, what do you say? my helper mentor mentor kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good trainer. Helper. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then he's, he's helped guide me um, through a lot and yeah, I'm really excited for this to
0: turn into something more. Yeah. That's really neat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you'll definitely have to let us know. So you haven't launched mm-hmm. your new business yet.
2: Mm-mm.
0: No, I do have a few people who are interested in products. Um,
1: I just, honestly haven't had the time to, um, dedicate consistently to it yet. Um, so once, once it, once it starts, I feel like it, it should take off fairly easily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, definitely let us know. Um, we can set up Mm -hmm. another interview when it's time and get all your stuff pushed out. I love sharing about businesses on my page. Um, yeah, because owning your own business is a lot of work. So (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like to help because I love it when people help me. It means so much. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, um, that's so exciting. Um, that's the kind of, I've been thinking about something ever since you mentioned it, uh, we said Mm -hmm. something about, um, attention span or people using their brains or not using their brains. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just attended a workshop, um, about, generation Z, which I know is your generation. And Mm -hmm. then I'm a millennial, but just learning about the attention span of each generation, what, what is important to them, how they're using their brains and how different that is. Mm -hmm. Um, do you work with other Gen Zers or do you, is it a mix and how does that look?
1: Um, what is the age range for Gen Z? I can't remember. <laughs> I should know this. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, so I know, um, I forget the exact, I can really quick Google it, but um, I know that you're in it. I think it's between, oh, also the new generation. I'll just Google real fast. Okay. The new generation, <laughs> so the 10 year olds are Mm -hmm. their generation alpha by the way the kids born in 2012 that's that's the next one coming down so all right everybody (laughs) get ready okay (laughs) what is generation z okay that is um yep so that's when you're born between 1997 and 2012 so that's literally you and Christiana Mm -hmm. and Ellie are, you know, that's um, all of us sisters. And then I'm the Mm -hmm. only millennial in family. So, right. Yeah. It's really interesting um, because I never realized um, how different those generations were. And Mm -hmm. I was just at the workshop and I was like, oh, maybe that's why, you know, my sisters do this or don't do this. And it's like so different from what I just take for granted or always do like it's so Mm -hmm. um but yeah using our brains um it's so it's so interesting there's just so much that we still don't know about the brain and just like what happens if you exercise it or you don't exercise Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. I I'm not always good I was good for a while and then I just kind of got lazy about um doing brain exercises like brain games but what do you what is your favorite way to keep your brain active like it sounds like that's something that you value and prioritize
1: I really like reading um I'm currently reading two books um Atlas Shrugged by Anne Rind um Anne Rand actually not Rand said that wrong um and then another book called Rich Dad Poor Dad and it's just about, um, I haven't gotten too far into it, so I can't exactly say what it's about, but it's, it's more of a business type book and finance. Um, and just reading different books like that, um, I really like, I also like reading fiction. So um, mm-hmm. just honestly, just reading and I, I'm an overthinker, so that
0: helps with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so giving you
0: something said. to think about
1: yeah 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 mm-hmm. so yeah I'm always thinking about something and if someone asks you might regret asking because I will not stop talking <laughs>
0: so <laughs> yeah me too sometimes I just have to check myself like Stephanie say one thing because they're not here mm-hmm. for like a monologue you know yeah <laughs> You're not in therapy, okay? Yeah, one thing. (laughs) I try not to trauma dump on anybody. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, well, Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. So, well, you're welcome to talk as much as you want here, and that's what this whole thing is for. Mm -hmm. Just a conversation. Um, But yeah. So, as somebody, so you're about to turn 22. So, what is it like? being a a woman in the business world that's that's also Gen Z because I think I'm like more I just just learning about all of this stuff I'm like that is probably a significantly different experience than a female millennial in the business world so tell tell me about that honestly it's um it makes
1: me more aware, um, of other people around me and my age. Um, I have several really good friends who are, you know, going to school and they're about to finish and graduate with their degree, which is awesome. And I'm so proud of them. Um, but then, you know, there's others like I I didn't go to college. Like Mm -hmm. I just don't love school, you know, but I love learning new things as long as it's not in the school category, which kind of contradicts itself, but you know, it's it's okay um i've i've seen a lot of other people who uh, kind of seem stuck um they they just they just get stuck in a rut so and i'm like speaking of people around my age um they get stuck in a rut so they kind of become stagnant and they just turn to something easy and then maybe maybe that's going and finding a job at burger ranch and flipping burgers you know just just to do something to spend their time instead of going after a dream that they had that they hit a bump in the road and then they were just kind of like oh well I guess that's that and move on you know instead of chasing after what you want
0: that's that's one thing I've noticed that's interesting because I know for my generation of millennials we're the dreamers, but we're also Mm -hmm. risk prone. So we do, we have taken a lot of chances. Like you've seen me do this. I will try something until I get it right. And I'll try all this stuff and I'll, you know, move across Mm -hmm. the country or I'll just like date however many people I needed to until I found the right guy. You know, I, (laughs) so, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes but I've mm-hmm. also, um, if I didn't try all that stuff, I don't think that I would be in the place I am today. I know I would be. Right. So, right. It, but then, so you're, I know. So what I was learning was that your generation has never known a peaceful time mm-hmm. because, um, let's see, 9-11 happened like the year after you were born yeah so that's kind of right on that cusp like you mm-hmm. there's always been something stressful going on and so yeah. it seems like gen z is a little bit more cautious which understandable because who are you going to trust like you haven't been given any reasons to trust
2: mm-hmm. people
0: outside of your very small close circle yeah um, And that definitely influences the opportunities that people have, because um, I heard that Gen Zers call their parents way more on average. They're calling their moms multiple times a day. And that's definitely not really something that I've ever had the habit of doing. Um, So that's super interesting. I don't know. I'm just really fascinated by this because I think it's an important conversation to have about Like you mentioned, um, I don't like school, but I love learning. I'm the exact same way. (laughs) Like you know that I've taken an an unconventional path in a lot of ways. I did go to community college Mm -hmm. and then I went for a semester at a university to major in psychology, decided I didn't like it. I'm the same way. I don't like conventional education methods right I don't they don't work well for me for my brain like I did it I'm done (laughs) so but I I always what I said yeah I was
1: saying exactly
0: yeah but I still value like lifelong education is still something that's very important to me Mm -hmm. So I, it's like, I, I love learning new things. If I wasn't doing that, I would get super bored. I'm always trying to improve stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's, um, to, to lock ourselves into a path. Well, everybody goes to college. So I have to, right. Well, no, but you don't though. Yeah. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. It is for some people, but it's not for me. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it's not for you. And so I've encountered a lot of judgment from other people about the path, the different paths that I've taken. Um, and it's like, you know, you can have those opinions, but also like, it's my life. I'm going to do my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. um, Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about, like, if you want to share about, um, you, you don't like school, but you love learning. Because I mm-hmm. I know that those things seem to contradict each other, maybe on the surface, but to me, they don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When you say it out loud, it's like, that sounds contradictory, but it doesn't, you know, to me, like, you, like to you, it doesn't mean the same thing. Um, to be learning curriculum is different than learning life experiences. And business experiences and if you have one job and you're there for a couple years you learn a lot and then it's time for you to move on and you take that experience and it was like you spent it's almost like you spent two years in a not i don't want to say in a school but um so i i worked at a uh, for a company and i was doing uh, bookkeeping and slash accounting for about two years and once my time there, I, I was done and I found a new job, like you take that two years of experience that you got with you. And it's like, you were just majoring in bookkeeping and accounting for the past two years, you know? So you have life experiences that you can use and you can take from that. And then you move on to the next thing, you know? And some people can't stay at a job for too long because they get bored, which that's fine, you know? they learn new things at that job and then when their time it's time for them to move on they you know they take that with them so
0: yeah and um when you're at a job do you how much do you value getting feedback on how you're doing whether that's positive or negative
1: I I am a person who needs to hear you know how I'm doing it might not be like it's not like I need to hear praise but I like Mm -hmm. to know how doing and if someone right. comes up to be like hey this happened or whatever can you fix this I'm like yeah I'll fix that I, I like hearing feedback I I feel like I thrive in verbal feedback mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't call it verbal aff- affirmations but if yeah yeah I I like I like to know how I'm doing in my job performance and if I did something wrong I know I, I need I need to fix it like that's on me and if I did a great job and someone's like, "Hey, proud of you for doing this," I'm like,
0: "Thanks, <laughs> you know, I need to hear that." <laughs> it just really lifts you up. And it like, does. Okay, yeah, now I can keep going.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: where I mean, you
1: could keep going before, but that that helped,
0: you know. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so feedback is really important to you. Um, so and then you're gonna be launching your own business. When do you see that happening?
1: Ideally, I'd like to see it happen by the end of summer. Um, I have to get a couple things in order, and honestly, I have to I have to get my button gear. <laughs> I gotta do it. I gotta do it. There's there's so many things in my life that I you know distract you from what you need to do, but you need to make time for what's important to you, and what you want to do. So important. Um, yeah. And it's been great. I've, I've been had I've had such a great response to it. And people are really excited about it. And I know when you heard that you were automatically like, that's awesome. What can I do to help? And then you have like two different people who are interested. I'm like, oh, I should have told her about this a long time ago.
2: <laughs> yes, tell really me all the things. This.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so I'd like to get an Etsy page started so I can ship around the US. Um, and you know, um, sell it locally. There's a couple, um, shops, you know, in the different small towns around me, um, like boutiques that older people shop at. I can sell these at wineries because, um, not only are they cutting boards, but they're also charcuterie boards and wineries are known for their cheese boards. And there's, there's a lot of wineries around us. So I really think that this could work. And I'm really hoping that that I can, um, make this happen, you know?
0: Yes. Charcuterie. Charcuterie is so hot right now. It's been hot for like two years or
1: more. I know. I know. (laughs) And so I made this board. I got this really, really beautiful black walnut and I made a board. And then for Christmas, um, Christiana, she made this beautiful charcuterie like arrangement, and I was like, I don't know, want, know that I want to eat it because it looks so pretty. And I know that that's, it's very popular and
0: it's, it, yeah, it's a real cool art. Oh, art. So it's because I guess part of the huge appeal of it is that it looks, it, it is a form of art. It's edible art, yeah, basically. Oh, Pretty much. So but- would you say that the charcuterie board itself is the canvas or... Yeah. You could say that. Yeah. It's, it's like, I like it.
1: Yeah. It's like the blank canvas or platter for you to build, um, your food dream on, I guess is an interesting way of putting it.
0: Yeah. So when I've noticed, I don't know if you do this, but when I have a plate of food, that looks really cool. I take a picture of it and I say, Mm -hmm. camera eats first. (laughs) That's (laughs) funny. I like that. I know other people probably are like, wow, that girl always takes pictures of <laughs> <He's her> millennial. <laughs> yeah. So do you take pictures of your food or are you more yeah. just experiencing it? I if it's really pretty, I take a picture, but
1: more often than not, I love food. So I just eat it. And then I'm like, oh that was pretty. I should have taken a picture. So I mean, I'm kind of, you know, 50-50 on what I end up doing, but it's more often than not just eating it and then realizing I should have taken a picture <laughs> but then I'm like oh I can order it again and it'll still look amazing
0: <laughs> yeah so you're like I'll just do it later if I, I'll get a chance I'm not, mm-hmm. not yeah come back another day you know that sense of urgency is not there like it is for me in my brain I'm like oh no this is my one chance to get this snapshot which mm-hmm. okay but <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, like my eyes snapshot it and then my I and then I devour it. So you know <laughs> it works out for me.
0: <laughs> my eyes are a camera, so it's beautiful.
1: So <laughs> that's your camera, you know? You make memories and you capture them with your eyes, you know, living the memories and you keep it. Your SD cards your brain.
0: Anyways, that was weird. Okay, oh, continue. Well, yeah. <laughs> memory Mm -hmm. so you live in washington state so um the pacific northwest is a great place to be for charcuterie stuff yeah um here where i live in alabama it's also seems to be pretty popular i am meeting some people that are definitely in that business or they have a business doing charcuterie things. Um, okay. so that's cool. Um, cause I know that you're in wine country. So that opportunity to market to the wineries is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah, there are at least
1: like, I want to say 10 to 20 wineries in Prosser, which is, um, wine country, literally it is called wine country. And yeah, there's, there's, so many and in the surrounding areas too, that I probably don't know about. Um, You know, what's kind of ironic is I don't love wine. I prefer um, a cider or a beer over wine, unless it's like a white Chardonnay. And I know that's Mm. picky, but there's so many people who come from like hours and hours away for these wine events I'm like, you must really love your wine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, people really do. There's such a culture built around drinking alcohol and having really high quality alcohol and just like the whole experience of going with your friends, going wine tasting. I can remember a lot of times when we were growing up and once I was old enough, you know, Mm -hmm. mom and dad would go with their friends and go drink wine. And we, we, or, you know, when relatives would come to visit, it's like, oh, the shells are in wine country. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. 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 And it's such a,
1: it's a, it's such a, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, it's a, it's such an experience too, because you learn so much about the wines And there's a lot of interesting detail that goes into it and it affects the taste by the type of aged wood barrel that it's in like so many factors that I'm just like, what? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, okay, your thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, And, you know, you mentioned the whole experience and when people educate you, you know, when you go to the winery and they say all these things, and I know Oregon is pretty big on that too, because I've been to, I think one winery there, but yeah, Mm -hmm. it was that same kind of thing. They're very knowledgeable. And so that's really cool. And I remember at the local community college, they were offering classes on how yeah. to make wine and wine making. Yeah. It was so much more prevalent. I can say I've lived here since July, 2018 here in the South. And I will say, I have not, I have been to one winery the whole time that I've lived mm-hmm. here and I just went recently and it was because I was going to a different of like a clothing swap and I found myself at a winery. I didn't even know existed and yeah. it was super cool. Mm-hmm. It was called the wine cellar. It's, it's um in Huntsville, Alabama, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was just, it's, it's very much a different kind of feel. So mm-hmm. you're in a great geographical location for that. I'm sure that there's other opportunities besides wineries and probably there's yeah. a lot of wineries. I'm sure that I haven't heard of, I'm not a huge wine person. Mm-hmm. I do like fruity alcohol drinks, you know, typically yeah. like cocktails or margaritas or like if it's a sweet wine you know the stereotypical feminine drinks right like <laughs> the those the drinks. girly drinks those are yeah those are the things that yes I like those mm-hmm. but yes. um, yeah but everybody's a little bit different and
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, so but yeah I like I like that whole um, there's something about going to a winery And just, it sort of, um, it pulls you into the present moment because you're tasting something and you are maybe eating a carefully selected thing um, to go along with it. And it's um, very much brings you into a healthy mental space. Usually of just, this is here, this is what I'm doing. Um, So that's really cool. That's just me rambling about stuff, but <laughs> that's, that's why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that I can ramble now. <laughs> ramble no. <about> <laughs> no, it
1: won't. Yeah, be but like rambles
0: by Mary. But anyways, you were saying. Sorry, rambles by Mary. Yeah. Hmm. So <laughs> I know. So growing up, you and I. Probably clash the most often as siblings mm-hmm. because we do we have the strongest personalities in the family yes. um, I'm very I can be um, I'm very convicted about what I'm doing I'm confident about it I'm like this is what's happening and then Mary is that way too and so um, it's very interesting growing up with three sisters like we have because the advantage of that there's many but one of the advantages is that I have I grew up with so many different personality types Mm -hmm. so that when I encounter them in my professional life for example I'm like oh they're just like Christiana or they're Mm -hmm. just they're the personality type of Mary or you know Ellie so Mm -hmm. um So that's really valuable. So in the workplace, when you have two really strong personalities like yours and like mine working together. Yeah. I'm sure you've probably encountered that. And if you have, um, how does that work? And does it kind of harken back to your days when you were having fights with me and stuff? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't
1: wouldn't necessarily. I mean, yeah, we did fight because we were just We're, we're so much alike that we just, but it had so much over almost everything. Um, but the difference being working with a strong-willed person in the workplace versus your sister is number one. You can't just say what you want and get away with it. Right. Never happens. (laughs) Never works. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Um, not that I speak from experience, but you just, um, (laughs) it's, I feel like it's definitely something like you said, growing with, growing up with sisters with different personalities you you know what you can say, and you also know what you shouldn't say. And when you're you know when you're in the workplace and it's something someone that you're clashing with on an idea or or whatever, you know, a couple of things I think about is this person has more experience than I do in this regard or whatever we're doing, um, and they know more about it. I don't. So if they want to do it a certain way. I should do it their way versus if it's something that I've been doing longer and they're like, oh, well, no, I think you should do it this way. You no, know, listen, this way works. Cause I know, cause I've done it a million times, you know, you just kind of have to talk things out a little bit and be like, you know, um, I respect what you're saying, but you're wrong. No, not quite
0: like that. you have to, if we can only say that um,
1: you have to say it, <laughs> say it nicely. Um, like know your boundaries. And honestly, is it worth it? Like, is it worth fighting about? Is it worth like getting in a discussion about with this person? Like it could be a small issue. Like, really, are you going to let it happen and ruin your day? And you're both in a bad mood and you're both mad at each other. Like, it's just, it's not worth it, you know, a lot of times. So you just, it's, it's a good lesson in humility and keeping your mouth closed when you need to, honestly. Um, which is very hard for me, but you know, you got to do it.
0: It's hard for me too. And I appreciate you sharing about that. Um, because it does play very much into our, into our business lives. And we do encounter different personalities. Um, and and since I grew up with you, we did clash a lot, but I also encounter Christiana's personality all the Mm -hmm. time. And as soon as I see it, I recognize it. And I'm like, oh, okay. ABC is what I can expect. Yes. Um, good to know. Yeah. You know, so And it's not something that I necessarily tell the person. Sometimes I do, but only if it's appropriate for the situation. Yes. But a lot of times it's just kind of storing away, okay, um, I know what to expect now.
1: It's like when you meet those different personalities, a part of your brain, it switches over to that personality you know. Um, like your sister, you're like, oh, it's like I'm dealing with her. So you, it, it's like in my, for me, when mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that, it's like my brain switches over and it's like, okay, treat it like this person, you know, the situation. And yeah, so I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it really, it, it <laughs> I know so many people said, oh, it's four girls growing up. It's like little women. And it's like, okay. I mean, maybe sometimes, I think when people say little women, they mean the book cover where they're all sitting there all quiet, but listen, Um, if you've read little women, um, you'll know that they, they all had very different personalities too. And you can see all of that. And that's very interesting. Yeah. I bring this up because, you know, like I said, it, it does, it does come up in our business lives and it's really, it, it's, it's a big, it's a big thing, Mm -hmm. how we interact with other people, how well we get along with other people, because when I do encounter somebody who has just as strong of a personality as mine, or even stronger, because there are, other personalities that are maybe a little bit more they want to be controlling naturally or something like that and I'm like whoa I don't I feel very unsafe now <laughs> that's like my issue to deal with but um right. yeah it's just like uh, if I am just constantly improving myself and how I do things I can only control myself somebody right. else can do whatever they're gonna do I would love to be able to control what they're doing, but I can't. So to constantly remind myself and like, they can't control me either.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know. Um, I don't know if you saw this. I made a post recently about crabs in a bucket and yeah. how, yeah. So those of you that didn't see that, the crabs in the bucket analogy, there's crabs in the bucket so they can leave the bucket bucket of crabs unattended because they know that none of them are going to escape and the reason that they know this is because if a crab does try to escape the crabs already in the bucket they will pull it back in yeah. um and so it's good to be aware that there are those people that feel so unsafe about who they are yeah. and frankly insecure that they need to pull you down to their level for them to feel like everything's okay and just to know like to kind of like watch your back and be like no but you're a crab in the bucket and I'm a crab outside the bucket I'm just gonna keep doing my thing over here so that's really um I just very recently learned about that analogy but it fits so perfectly and it really helps me to realize like I never want to be in that place where I feel so insecure about my own abilities that I have to try to limit other people what they're doing cuz yeah. that's not going to benefit me or them and plus I it's a it's a it's a delusion like you can't control other people that's literally delusional to believe that you can do that yeah so that's kind of like a whole side tangent but not really to me cuz it really ties into like Just business and and Mm -hmm. professional life, but also personal life. And just to know that there's just all kinds of people and the reasons that people are acting the way that they are. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons for it. But my thing is my bottom line is there's no excuse for bad behavior. Like there might be some explanations, but there Mm -hmm. are no excuses. Mm -hmm. Like I can't say, well, you know, Something bad happened to me when I was younger. So that gives me the license to act like a jerk to everyone. And it's like, no, it doesn't. No. It's an explanation for why I might struggle with some things, but it's not an excuse for me to treat other people poorly or like they owe me something because nobody does. So, right. That's, yeah, I'll give you a turn, but those are just some things that I think are really important. Mm-hmm yeah
1: yeah having a strong personality or strong will personality doesn't give you any right to push people over to get what you want um that's and mom was always right when she we were growing up she's like living with your sisters these are the kinds of personalities you'll encounter this is how you're learning to cope with that um while you're still, you know, young, and I'm like, mm, well, she's just being mean or whatever, you know. But I was <laughs> like, oh, well, she's right, <laughs> you know, yeah, 100%. And uh, yeah, growing up with siblings has really helped know what I know what I can do, um, like how far's too far, you know, don't go, don't go so that don't go too far that you reach that point, um, and and just when you need to dial it back and when you can, you know, be a little more assertive and take control of a situation if no one else is stepping up and just stuff like that. Because you are very much a take action kind of person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's so hard for me to sit down and watch someone do something. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I could be doing this and it could be, could have been done. But you know, again, a mm-hmm. lesson that God is always teaching me to be patient And sometimes you need to let go of the things that you can't control or that you weren't asked to control.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because just recognizing what's my place and what is it that, you know, that I'm going to let go. And yeah. Yeah. Also just helps so much with peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you noticed this, that you can tell when people are at peace and when they are just, living in chaos at all times yeah yeah
1: and and those people that are living in peace they just like exude peace and you're like oh I want to be like them because <laughs> you're <they're> so positive <laughs> to be around and I love that and there's there's a there's a couple of people I know that are like that and you just want to hang out with them all the time because they're just so peaceful and calm and they just it's like they have everything under control and I'm like
0: I want to be that. It's hard though, because we we're more comfortable with what we're familiar with. And Mm -hmm. I've been really familiar with when things were stressful or a lot happening or super quote unquote busy. Um, Mm -hmm. And I say quote unquote busy because we are as busy as we allow ourselves to be. And so practicing, intentionally practicing self-care, for example, just taking care of yourself. And I don't mean all the bougie stuff necessarily like going to the spa and getting your nails done. I mean, the boring kind of Um, self-care. Mia Hamstad has talked about this boring self-care is where I'm getting that from, but just taking care of your basic needs. It's not an option. It's totally necessary. Like it just, without it, we're not going to be okay. Um, and so, yeah, just, just intentionally practicing those things goes such a long way. It's, it sounds way too easy. And I think that's why a lot of people don't really like, like for me for a long time, you know, just more recently, I've been super prioritizing eating and drinking water and doing all this stuff, but that's super recent you know, I'll be 31 this month. You know, we both have birthdays this mm-hmm. month and then our mom mm-hmm. has a birthday. So it's like the birthday month. Yes. So, um, but it's like, why it's, it's hard not to beat myself up and say, wow, I'm 30. Like, why am I just now learning how to take care of myself? What? Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> you know, everyone everyone <laughs> learns it at a different time. Some people are 60 before they realize, some stuff they need to change in their life or do, do stuff for them. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm the same way I have. Like recently, I'm like, I need to prioritize exercising because I know I feel better when I do it. But sometimes you're like, I just want to stay in bed for the 30 minutes that I would have been exercising, you know? And it's, it's just something you gotta uh, make yourself do.
0: Yeah, it's not a choice for me. Because um, I have a lot of thoughts, I'm I'm trying to decide which one to say. So, for, for exercise, him. what I said, go for it all. <laughs> okay, um, I know you don't seem to mind the the to like to other people their side tangents, but to me they all tie into what we're saying. Okay. But um, <laughs> so like with exercise, um the reason it's not a choice for me is because, so this is, I just heard some research recently, um, have a fact check this, but I heard it and it's interesting thought. Um, so just hormone levels in, in women, for example, um, Mm -hmm. when women are doing business kind of things or managing the house, like doing tasks that are, business related or doing something like buying a house or I don't know handling the paperwork for something negotiating um Mm -hmm. now this is what I heard again I haven't fact checked it but it sounds plausible that when we do things like that our our testosterone levels rise and Mm -hmm. so I was kind of wondering I'm like how come when I started doing a bunch of more stuff with my graphic design business, how come um, I come home and I feel just angry for no reason? That could be part of the reason is we have to do things as women to balance out the business stuff or just whatever kind of stuff we were doing all day, you know, do something creative, like relax or cook a meal or do a craft hobby or something to bring those estrogen levels back up. So I just thought that was really interesting. And then like for men, um to get their levels back to what they're supposed to be, um they do, they can lean more into like physical labor or doing something like that. But for me, I have found that when I'm doing business things, it's so, it's so important for me every single day to do exercise because I have Mm -hmm. to like let out I have just all this pent up I don't even know that could be the reason that it's like I've been doing business stuff and so now I have all this like I don't know aggression or just not aggression but just like very strong emotions about everything that I just need to let out maybe it is aggression but I don't mean like being mean to people it's just those things that like I come home and I have to work it out or or do it in the morning before I do the thing so that I'm like just so calm otherwise yeah. it's like ah. <laughs> I know what you
1: mean yeah because like a couple of years ago I, I discovered that like running de-stresses me so well because you can literally just like run all of your emotions and all of your aggression or anything and just run and then you know, you're angry, you run harder and you run faster and you get farther. And then you see that progress you've made running and you're like, dang, that's awesome. Look how far I've come. And then that just helps, you know, helps, uh, tone things down. And, and it's also just so good for your body to get outside and run. If you like running, I know a lot of people hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah. For me, it's more of like, a safety issue of I don't want to go running by myself as a woman Mm -hmm. but um if you can find somebody to go running with you or whatever you feel comfortable with
1: yeah um, but
0: I signed up for a 5k so um I hope it goes okay for me (laughs) I knew that if I signed up for it I was like I'll get ready for it but I I feel very unprepared and it's coming up on the 23rd so I'm not going to be competing against anyone and even if I was really good There's lots of people there. There's always going to be other people at these like events, but it's like, I'm only going to be competing against myself. Yeah. And I think it's like, Hey, I've never done a 5k before. So whatever I do, that's yeah. going to be, that's my new metric. The next time I do one, that'll be, I'll try to do better than the last time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you, it looks like, you know, about that and how it applies to everything like competing against yourself only is really the recipe to just thriving just with whatever you do Mm -hmm. I think
1: yeah and I'm I'm such a competitive person like it's not even funny but (laughs) you you are too
0: obviously (laughs) oh my gosh
1: the probably games we've had but anyways
0: (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) it's like no I will win the money pot okay yeah because the way we played it but That is so satisfying to be like, yes, I landed on free parking. I have stacks of money. You're like, I'm
1: rich. I got all the money. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. um, Yeah. Being such a competitive person, it, it really can be used for good. um, In competing against yourself and and becoming a better person and in a lot of ways in your life, whatever you need to work on or whatever, and it's, it's recognizing that and acknowledging it and, you know, taking action on it. And a lot of people don't do that, but it's what I,
0: I work on a lot. Yeah. Cause you're just going to do so much better if you're only competing against yourself. Cause honestly, um, sometimes, um, I see examples of And I've done this too, where I'll see somebody else doing something really cool and I'll start to feel insecure or unsure about my abilities. I've tried to turn it around Mm
2: -hmm.
0: into that person knows a lot of cool things. Wow. I can learn a lot from them. Like truly I can learn a lot from them and then I can learn some cool new stuff and then I can improve the stuff that I already do. They're not a threat to me nobody else is a threat to me and what I do other graphic designers are not a threat to me I Mm -hmm. can learn from them so yeah just feeling threatened by other people that do the same things that we do it's not it's honestly a recipe for failure I'm just gonna say it you're not gonna do well if you're if you feel threatened by everyone, like you're just gonna be scared and paralyzed by fear and then you're not gonna do yeah. anything. And right? then,
1: yeah, that's where they're gonna get stuck in a rut and they're just gonna stop and then go back to what is comfortable to them. And like I was saying earlier, not go after their dreams because of
0: few little things, you know that reminds me of our cousin, Jason Weber, just posted about something recently. He's, he's, he's so, um, he's really working on himself a lot. He's doing like an awesome job. He's been very public about just talking about his challenges, but I saw, you know, just what he's doing to be a healthy person is very, um, admirable. And he said something the other day or last week about, um, if you don't try new things, so when you try new things, that will become your new comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So if you, so we can, we can have new comfort zones, but they're only developed by trying the new things. And then, okay, then those are the new comfortable things. And then we try other stuff. And so it's always like just this progression of comfort zones don't have to just be you know, just only one thing all the time, like you were saying, or just what, you know, it can be so, yeah. Yeah. Like for me, if I'm feeling anxious or something like that, I really like to rewatch old TV shows that I've already watched, like The Office and Friends or, you know, all this stuff. (laughs) It's like very comforting to watch those same patterns But, and then if I watch a new TV show, eventually that's going to become my safe comfort show. Mm -hmm. But if we don't try those new shows, like we had to watch The Office for the first time for it to become that. And the third and the fourth. (laughs) And the third and the fourth. Mary knows more Office trivia than anyone else I know. Um, I got a new board game for it, a DVD board game. We need to play it, so. We do. I would really like that. I was so excited to find it, so, Uh, yeah, anything else you wanted to share with us, or just talk about, or what's, what's, like, so, so you, yeah, I'll just, I'll just let you.
1: Well, um, yeah, this is where I say you need to ask me a question cuz I don't
0: okay. Know. <laughs> okay, so like you're in construction and you're going to be starting a new business and you also do like office work. So what is um something like I'll pick construction. What is something in construction that a lot of people really don't like but that you do? What is it about doing physical stuff with your hands making wood products, wooden products, things like that. What is it that that um, a lot of people would hate, but that you really like?
1: I'd say the finish detail. Um, So um, a job we were working on recently, um, we were like, you know, building and we, we had taken an old bank and they were turning it into a winery. So, you know, they needed to put in a new bathroom. And so we were doing framing for that. And, you know, the plumbers and electricians come up and do their thing. And a lot of people like to see the progression of the job and see it turn into something. But then towards the end of the job, a lot of people are just kind of tired of it, you know, and it's like, it's almost over, but there's still those fine detailed Um, tasks that still have to be done, um, say baseboards, you know, that's a critical part in a building to make it look finished and nice and clean, but it's one of the last details and just matching um, new trim to the old trim that was already in the building and um, just that kind of stuff and, and making it look all pretty and all nice once you're done. I, I really like that because I am a perfectionist and a very detailed person. And I really like that
0: a lot. I love how you acknowledge your, the things that you're good at, your attention to detail. Um, so thanks for sharing that. I, I, I love that. Um, I know that perfectionism can be perceived as a really negative thing and it Mm -hmm. can be if it's carried to an extreme, but, um, attention to detail is, is a skill that not everybody has. And, um, like for me, um, there's some jobs I, or, well, since I own my own business, there's some projects that I won't do if, the person is wanting me to do it so quickly that it's going to not turn out well, because I don't Mm -hmm. want to be associated with a blurry graphic or something that's low resolution, you know, something that doesn't look good. I'm like, I really don't want my name on that. I really don't want my company associated with that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really sorry that I can't achieve that for you in such a short time. Um, but sometimes it's just a matter of, um, having very high standards is different than being a perfectionist. And so that's really cool that you're like, you're so good at, um, that detail stuff and just making it look amazing because, oh my gosh, when I'm, I'm sure that you, you probably, I don't know if you're like this. So like when you see other stuff that's, Mm -hmm done poorly. I think we're just going to say it. Does it bother you? <laughs> it Oh, so badly.
1: <laughs> I, oh my gosh. What were they thinking when they did that? Or that totally doesn't match up. What was, if it's like an addition in like a restaurant or something and I see detail, like stop
0: staring at it. Stop staring at it. <laughs> yeah. And my version of that, I deal so much in the digital world especially, mm-hmm. but I noticed at other places, but my thing of my version of that is when I'm scrolling and I see a social media graphic that doesn't have a company name on it, or maybe they stole it from somewhere and it's very obvious or,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, it's blurry. Okay. Yeah. It's 2022 guys. <laughs> we need to have stuff that looks yeah. really good and I can help you look yeah. good. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And the OCD
0: oh. comes out and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's those things. It's like, I, I don't have OCD, but it's just like, I do, I do um, hyper-focus on stuff mm-hmm. that's like, I'm going to make this look good. And this is going to be, if you um, pay me to make this graphic for you, it mm-hmm. is going to look so good. And I'm going to work on it until both of us are satisfied. Like, I'm not going to hand you something that's looking sloppy as heck. Because mm-hmm. that's not how I roll.
1: No, no.
0: I oh, have not seen no. a
1: single, like, design you've made
0: that is bad. I'm like, wow, well done. They all look so good. Thank you. I'm always, I'm always learning and improving and... Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a little over five years, but that's, you know, it sounds like a long time, but it's like, I'll have, the, I have the rest of my life to improve stuff. Like how yeah. exciting though, right? It's an opportunity, like yes. you said, a lifelong education. Yeah. And, and like for what you do too, like, cause you probably read books about woodworking and stuff like readers are leaders, right? So yeah. you're, you're doing, you're reading. I'm not as good at that. I did listen to a whole audiobook on my super long <laughs> driving to Florida and back from Florida. I did finish yeah. the whole audiobook, so yay for me. Nice. What book was it? It was a book about Agatha Christie and why she faked her own disappearance or she didn't, hmm. she faked her own death in real life. And that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Cool. I love mysteries you know you know I love mm-hmm. mysteries so I was like that's really interesting it definitely held my interest so yeah. that's cool yeah anything else Nothing um, I can think of honestly all right perfect well thank you so much Mary for talking with us today yeah. um thank you for having definitely me Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for, thank you for the gift of your time and just sharing your experiences and listening to me talk and um, you're a good listener. So good (laughs) job on that. So thank you so much again. And definitely let us know uh, when you will be launching your business, because I'm going to be posting about that a bunch. So everybody get ready for Mary's new business with woodworking (laughs) and charcuterie boards and cutting boards. Like she does amazing stuff. So thank you so much. Yeah.